welcome to the History Obscura Reading Room, where new life is breathed into stories so old they risk exploding into forgotten dust forever. Tonight's tale tickles me in all the right places, and I think you'll feel the same way. So, settle it. Pop off that cup of tea and do help yourself to a few wolf-shaped biscuits. Don't mind the fur. Once upon a time, in the 12th century village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England, two lost, strange children were discovered by a local resident beside a large wolf pit, nervously jabbering incoherently. These wolf pits, which were more than large enough to trap any small brother and sister, were dug to trap the wolves that had plagued the villagers' livestock. It is from these pits, and eventually the local affinity for wool-weaving, that Woolpit got its name. The children, found around the pits, were dressed in strange clothing. They spoke in unfamiliar language and could not communicate with the villager who approached them. Furthermore, the children's skin was green. This story was put into print by two famous English historians. The first was a monk by the name of William of Newburgh, and the second was another monk called Ralph Kogeshall. Kogeshall heard the story from a man named Richard de Calne and wrote about it in his book, Chronicon Aglicanum, around the year 1189. William of Newburgh wrote about it in about 1220 in his own book, Historia Rerum Anglicarum. According to both accounts, these children, referred to as orphans, seemed very unsure of themselves in their environment. In addition to being green and not speaking contemporary Middle English, the boy and girl refused to eat anything that was offered them. The cuisine of the time would have included heavily herbed meat stews, berries, stone fruits, and coarse bread. However, none of this interested the green children, no matter how hungry they became over the course of several days. The children were brought to the house of Woolpit's largest landowner, Sir Richard Decane. They remained there to live with Decane's family who attempted to teach them about local customs and foodstuffs. It could not have been long after the discovery that the green boy and girl spied something they did want to eat. Raw beans, which they found in the Decane's kitchen garden. They are said to have consumed these ravenously. For some time, raw beans were the only food the boy and girl would eat but the Decane family eventually convinced them to eat a wider range of ingredients. As they embraced the local diet, the greenish hue wore slowly away from the children's skin. Dressed in the woolen garments of the Woolpet residents, the orphans started to learn English and soon looked and acted just like regular children. 
The girl became much healthier as a result of her fostering by the Decanes. However, her brother suffered from continued poor health. Both were baptized at the village church, but soon afterwards the formerly green boy died from illness. Having learned to communicate with her adoptive family in English, the girl, whom they named Agnes, was finally able to answer some of the questions put to her about her past. This is what she said as documented by Ralph of Kogershall. We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who is regarded with peculiar veneration by the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day, when we were feeding our father's flocks in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's when the bells are chiming. And whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced, and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with that twilight, which, among you, precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. According to all accounts, the children couldn't remember how they arrived at Woolpit. All they could remember was that they had been tending to their father's cattle, got lost and followed the sound of bells chiming. Some of the more unusual theories proposed for the origin of the children is that they were hollow earth children. Another, perhaps they were children suffering from an iron deficiency, from not eating correctly. Other stories include arsenic poisoning, but perhaps the most realistic theory is that of where the children were actually Flemish immigrants whose parents were killed, perhaps during the Battle of Fornum in 1173. Fornum St. Martin was a nearby village, where the only thing separating it from Woolpit was a river. Also, in close proximity was Bury St. Edmunds, where bells often rang. So, the possibility of the children, now orphans, hearing bells and following the chimes could lead them into Woolpit. Agnes lived with the Decane family for many years and entered employment for Sir Richard at the household. When she came of age, she was wedded to the Archdeacon of Eli, one Richard Barr. Evidently, Archdeacon Richard Barr was a senior ambassador for King Henry II, the first Plantagenet ruler of England. That means that the formerly green child, Agnes, married into a noble family and produced at least one descendant. Thus, it is said that England's blue blood, even today, has a green tinge. 
Thank you, as always, for listening, friends. This has been the 50th episode of History Obscura podcast, which almost brings us to the very end of the season. I have two more special episodes planned, the final of which is scheduled for Halloween night. So, if you have not already subscribed to the show, be sure to do so now and you won't miss out on some spooky true tales. In going forward with the show, I will be putting together a fantastic patron package that I hope you will not be able to resist. More on that later. For now, please do take advantage of the rather affordable $2 patronage opportunity at patreon.com forward slash history obscura. You will be helping me and the entire estate to fill our bellies, and in return I will supply you with plenty of extra bedtime stories. See you next week. Good night. Good night.